Thank you. I believe there are some very special people in tonight because uh, it's funny. God changes the message just two hours before I'm supposed to preach that. That tells me that God wants to speak to somebody tonight. You know, he's got a special word to you for you tonight. So that, you know, because he knows the situation that you are in, he knows the condition that you are in, and he wants to speak into that and say you are significant. You are very important. You are, you are close to his heart. Woo! <laughs> you know, uh, as I started, I, I had prepared this two weeks ago, you know, um, almost a week and a half ago, and then this afternoon he changed it. And he, he said, this is what I want you to share with the people. This is what I want you to share, that this message is for the individual. It's not for the corporate body. It's for the individual. So if you are this person, grab hold of this because God wants to speak into you. You know, a lot of times we feel that we are insignificant. We are not important. We always feel that somebody else is more important than us. Or they have a bit, bigger car, they have a big, bigger house, or, you know, and, you know, they have a bigger job, they have a bigger ministry. But what about me? I'm not that significant. But God says that he has placed you exactly the place that he wants you to be because you are a person of significance and he will use you in the exact place that you are there. Wherever you are, that's where he has placed you and he's going to use you in that place. Tonight I want to share a story with you from the Bible where a slave girl is able to, is able to trigger a situation which actually led for the commander-in-chief of a foreign nation to come to know the Lord. How does that sound? A slave girl being used by God to reach the commander-in-chief of the army of the nation where she is a slave. It's significant. Is the slave girl a significant position? No. But she was positioned exactly where God wanted her to be. You know, I love seeing souls saved. I love seeing souls saved. And when I saw this, I saw salvation. How God hungers to see salvation come into the lives of people. You know, this, this story, is, we, have, we have heard this story a lot of times. This is the story of Naaman. He was, he was the, the commander-in-chief of the Syrian army. A man of significance, a man of, of high position. He was of great value in his, in his kingdom. Because God, this is what the Bible says, God had given him victories which were quite significant. God had given him victories which had changed the, 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 the area that the king ruled over. So he was quite a significant person for the, for the king. And on one of the raids that he had gone, he, he, you know, the enemy was Israel. So he would raid the nation and he went and picked up a girl and brought her home. And he, he gave her as a gift to his wife so that she could be his, her slave girl. So she would wait on the wife and, you know, give her various provisions. And while this was happening, Naaman suddenly became leprous. He, leprosy broke out. You know, in my nation, you know, most of our people are either brown or black. And that's where, you know, the Egyptian nations or those nations, Syrians are the same color like me. And imagine having a white spot on the body. It looks like 
like that movie, you know, Dalmatians. It's not, it's not, it's not what you, you would call in fashion. And then I've seen leprosy come upon people in different ways. And the color of the whole body would change. The, the whole color would change. And people can see you. And the same thing was happening with Neyman here. The color and the nature of his, of his body was changing. And this was becoming a worry for Neyman and his family and also for the king because he was about to lose somebody on whom God's hand was, somebody who got him significant victories. And while they were weighing up all this problem and, you know, thinking about it, the slave girl says, Mistress, if my master was to go to the prophet in Samaria, then God can heal him. You know, I was very, very touched when God started giving me insight into this. Now, here is a man who has ruined her life, who has taken her out of every comfort that she ever knew in her life, and she had, he had brought her to be a slave in another country, a country where the language was different, the God was different, the food was different, everything was different. But still, the heart of that girl was in the right place. There is no bitterness there. There is no anger. There is no anger against this man who had ruined her life. There was just compassion. There was just a feeling of, of, of compassion within her. She knew that I come from a nation where the God heals. I serve a God who is a covenant God who heals. And you know, as a true evangelist, she was not afraid to talk about it. See, she is insignificant. She is very insignificant in the family, but she is not afraid to talk about her God. So she brings this conversation up. And you know, I, have, I, I sat down and thought about it. If, if there was a slave girl in the family, would the head of the family listen to that girl at all? Normally, no. Unless she has, has shown character in what she carried. This girl would have stood the test of time where she has been showing herself to be a person of character and, and integrity. What was her position in, in the hierarchy of things? She was a slave. But what was her position in terms of integrity? It was quite high. Because straight away, the mistress went and told Naaman, and Naaman went and spoke to the king. And the king said, that's a brilliant idea. I'll write a letter to the king of Israel. So he writes a letter to the king of Israel and says, I'm going to send a man. He's got leprosy and you've got to heal him. And even before that, I started thinking, you know, if I was in the place of that girl, and if I had been displaced the way she was displaced, would I have an anger against God? Would I think, this God does not care about me? Would I think, does this, care, does this God love me? 
But you know, her response is so spontaneous. And she says, the God of Israel can heal you. She had no doubt, in spite of her own personal situation, that this God is a God who heals. You know, it's, it's a significant, it's a significant attitude that she had. Absolutely significant. And on top of that, she was very current with God. <laughs> she knew, she is in a, another nation, but she knows what God is doing in Israel. You know, she is knowing what God is doing in Israel. She knows, she says, the prophet. So she was very specific, the prophet that he should meet. So here she has, she is very current with God. And she knows that there is a man called Elisha in the other nation. And he is healing people. He is raising the dead. You know, you know, just a couple of chapters before this story is a place where a lot, a big, a big dinner party is being organized. They are sitting together having a meal and suddenly realize that there is poison in it. And all Elisha does is he takes some flour and puts into it. And the food that was not edible had become edible. The poison in it was gone. This girl is current with God. She knows. She knows what's happening in the other nation. I believe she could see the hand of God touching people's lives. So she may not know all the political things that was happening in the nation. She may not know who's who in that nation. But she knew who's who in the kingdom of God. That's significant. That is significant. You know, we, we, you know as, as, as God started talking to me about this tonight, He said, tell the people... Tell the people that it's not important what their position in the hierarchy is. What is significant is what they carry about me. What they can tell other people about me. It cannot be bought in a university. It cannot be bought for a price. It is bought out of a relationship with me. And what you carry is what I have placed in your life. And I want you to take it out into the community so that you can give it into their life. Because they do not have what you have. You know, this morning we had the testimony from Linda. And she was sharing how, how she had gone into that place and offered to help. She started offering help just to help with the morning tea. And then she saw a need. And she knew that I can fulfill this need because of the God who I serve. And that's what opened the door for us to go in and significantly change the lives of some young men and women there. We have to be current with what God is doing. And God is saying, I have put things in your life. And I have put you in places. You might be working in a hospital. You might be a chartered accountant. You might, be, you might be a student in a school. I have put significant things in your life. And I will use those things to touch and influence those people. Don't think that you are not significant. Don't think that what you have is not important. You may not be in the coolest team. You may not be in the coolest group. But what I have put in your life is so significant that they will come to you. And they will be touched by what you carry. God is an awesome God. He is an absolutely awesome God. You know, I remember I, I worked as a kitchen hand with Burger King. You know? But as a kitchen hand, guess who was the spiritual guide of the place? The kitchen hand. When they were sick, they knew whom to come to. When they were, when they were in, in need of a counseling, they knew where to go. The manager would call me aside in secret and ask me questions of how to handle their finances, 
how to handle their relationship problems, how to handle bitterness against the mother. When there was somebody who was sick, they would bring them to me saying, can you do that? Yes, because we know what we carry. Our position in the organization may not be significant, but what we carry is significant. You know, I was thinking, Pastor Mike was, you know, taking my message away because he was talking about hope. <laughs> so I said, God. <laughs> uh, now the funny thing is, this, this, this man, the commander-in-chief, reaches Israel. Now, I put on my imagination just to imagine how would the king of Israel feel if the army of Syria is marching in with the commander-in-chief in front? It would not be a very nice feeling. And then he comes in and presents a letter which says, from the king, which says that I'm sending this man who is very sick and I want you to heal him. And so the king says, I think he's wanting to pick a fight with me. So he's asking me to heal the man who is leprous. Now the funny thing is, this man who is a king of the nation is the one with whom God has a covenant. But he does not have a walking relationship with Christ. He has a significant position in the kingdom, but he does not, in, 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 in the kingdom of Israel, but he does not have a significant position in the kingdom of God. He does not understand personal relationship with God. So he says, how can I heal this man? Does this man think that I am God? And while he's ranting and raving like this in his, in his, in his palace, while, while Naaman is waiting in the other chambers, Elisha sends a word to him saying, send that man to him, I'll heal him. I know what to do. I serve a God who can heal him. Now the sad part is, the girl who is in another nation knows what's happening in Israel. But the king of Israel does not know that there is a significant move of God happening in that nation. There is a significant man of God in the nation. A man who has raised people from the dead. A man who has, who has done miraculous things. A man with whom God is there. He doesn't know about it. So anyway, the king sends the, the girl to, Eli, to Elisha. Uh, the, the, the man to Elisha. The commander-in-chief to Elisha. And Elisha does not even get up to see him. He says, okay, go dip yourself in the river for seven times and you will be healed. And Naaman does what he was asked to do. He was angry initially that, you know, he did not come. He was hoping that he would come and wave his hand over him and he would be healed. He had concepts about, about God and the, and the servants of God. And this concept that, that Elisha provided him did not match his concept. But anyway, he, he listened to the, to, the, to the advice of his, of his servant and he went and dipped himself and he got healed. And he came back to Elisha and he made a comment. It's in verse 15. And he returned to the man of God and he said, he and all his aides came and stood before him and he said, indeed, now I know there is no God in all earth except Israel. Why do you think God had put that young girl as a slave to this man. Was he concerned about his leprosy? Or was he concerned about his soul? 
he was concerned about his soul he had a passion god has a passion for soul the the significant thing as i was thinking is you know till then the israelites had a concept that god their god, their god is a god who heals only his own people and the girl had an understanding that he can is heal people irrespective of color creed race culture anything she already had seen that concept that god is a god who heals anywhere everywhere all the time the other thing that came to my mind was the king of israel he never bothered to invite elisha back and ask him what happened to the commander in chief can you tell me what happened to the commander in chief he never bothered about that he carried on with life i believe god had a plan because he had been doing miracles all around him but he never saw it but now he sent one into his own palace but still he didn't want to see that there is a living god a god who can heal a god who can heal restore and a god who can touch the king of israel missed a great opportunity to come to know the lord of israel to come to know the covenant god of israel he was blinded he was deaf and he was totally totally unaware of god and yet he was living in a nation which was full of of god everywhere he would turn he would find things that spoke about what god had done in the past anywhere he would turn all the time all the festivals that they had was significantly telling them what god had done in the past every altar that he passed would tell him what god had done in the past he had the five books of the bible in his hand but he didn't see what god can do for him i just i just want to you know i just want to suggest this what would have happened when naaman reached back home who would have got the place of honor in the banquet that was thrown open for the nation the girl who spoke about the god of israel was she significant initially no what moved her from the place of insignificance to a place of significance her boldness to speak about a god we serve a god who can move us from insignificance to significance just like that one day 
a person may be insignificant like the Moabite called Ruth, the next day she can become the wife of Boaz and be the great-grandmother of David. God can change things around. He's a God who can move us from insignificance to significance. That it, he doesn't need people. He doesn't need people to try and promote themselves. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need our help. He can promote. He can promote an individual from being nothing to becoming somebody overnight. He's got all the resources that is needed. He's got all the wisdom that is needed to make us, to help us to make our life count. You know, this girl could have said, I'm a slave girl. I have no future. I am insignificant. I do not even remember who my parents are. I am not educated. I am not qualified. She could have given all these excuses. But when she took up her assignment, when she took up her assignment, she was able to influence the history of another nation. She was. What is the assignment that God has given you? What is the assignment? It's not based on what, on what, you, what you know, how much you are qualified. It's not based on your family background. It's based on what God has given you in your life and what you can give out. This girl had a little bit. She knew just this. I serve a God who heals, who loves people. The moment she gave it out, promotion came. When you go to your schools and you don't think you are in the cool team, you don't think that you are moving in the cool circles, let me tell you, there is an assignment for you in your school. God has put you there in your EIT, in your colleges, wherever He has put you there. He has put you with a plan and a purpose. Grab hold of what God has put in your life. It's significant. It's very, very significant because He can use that to, to, to touch somebody's life in a way that we would, our minds would be blown open. You know, it's funny that some of the most, the people that God has used in the Bible, they all thought they were insignificant, but God has always used them. There's Moses. There was a time when he thought he was significant and when he lost everything for 40 years being a shepherd in the backside of the hill and he thought that he was not important. That's when God touched him and he said, you are a significant person. What did he do? He destroyed the most economically powerful nation of the world. He destroyed the most you know, powerful nation in terms of army strength. He destroyed that. You look at Gideon, same thing. You look at people in the Bible, it's always God can take an insignificant thing and turn it around so that it looks significant. There's a young boy who has gone for a meeting and his mom has given him lunch. What has he got? He's got two fishes and five loaves of bread. Is that significant? 
No. But when God puts his hand on him, what happens? It multiplies and it can feed 5,000. The money that you have, the dollars that you have, it may look nothing. It, it looks like it's not much. But when you put it out, we are able to now start a te television station that reaches all the way to Saudi Arabia. You know, what we thought was insignificant has become significant. Tonight, I want to challenge you. If you have been thinking that you are insignificant, if you think that there is nothing that you have got to offer, give God a chance. He can take that and He can turn it around that you would become people of significance. That you would become a person of significance. There's a guy called Joseph in the Bible. What's his position? Slave. What's his qualification? Been in prison for many years. What's his destiny? Prime Minister of the nation. God does not need our qualifications to promote us. I've seen it time and again and again. I'm not saying that it's not important to go and get a life skill. That's not what I'm saying. But what God, I'm saying is God can significantly raise somebody up that is connected with him and hears him every day. We serve an awesome God. You know, we serve an awesome God. Tonight I want to ask you, if you have not have had any relationship with this God, if you do not know this God that I serve, this God that we serve here, we would like to give you an opportunity to explain what a wonderful God we serve. If you have not, if you have not, if you have not had any relationship with this God, and you are hearing about this God for the first time, I would like to talk with you. Because He transformed my life many years ago. I've been told by my family, I've been told by my friends that I'm insignificant. But when I received him as my Savior and Lord, he made me significant. He moved me out from, fair, from where I was to where I am today. If we can all close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is nothing impossible for this God that we serve.
if you have not felt significant and you have felt pushed down you have felt worthless unworthy or whatever you call it but tonight if god has spoken to you if he said that you are significant we would love to pray with you we would love to pray with you tonight the god that we serve is a covenant god and he says you are significant i would encourage you to come forward when the worship time starts so that we can pray with you if you have felt that there is there is nothing of significance in you but god has spoken to you tonight that you are significant that i can take anybody and and raise that person and use that person if you have felt like that come forward we would love to pray with you if you have felt that you know your season was finished or god had finished with you or he has not been doing anything with you but you suddenly have got hope in your heart that god is not finished with me yet because he has positioned me in this place he has positioned me in a place of significance come forward when we go into worship we would love to pray with you stand together just stand this atmosphere of worship and the God's speaking to us tonight come on, let's just stand together shall we just stand let's just stand together there's a very strong and powerful word from the Lord to you to every one of us no matter what situation you find yourself in no matter how significant you seem to be that your life in the hands of the living God can make a difference There's some people tonight and you would believe in your heart that your life is insignificant. People have told you that. You live like you believe that. That no one would really notice me, no one would really care. That's actually a lie that hinders you discovering the great riches of God's plan for your life. Please come forward right now if you think like that. If that's what you're struggling with inside, there's an overwhelming sense that my life is insignificant. No one cares, no one notices. and here i am and i don't really know what to do with my life why don't you just make the step forward right now say jesus i'm putting my life in your hands please come please come please come please come right now i sense god speaking to many hearts in that way now please come please come it's a belief in the heart the devil wants you to think that you're insignificant but there's no one insignificant in the kingdom of god please come please come tonight you need to reach out to jesus christ to let him break the power of that thing that's been around your life to speak into your heart words of affirmation there'll be some people here tonight and as you look you've been journeying with the lord quite a way and and you kind of feel like you've been set aside somehow you don't really understand what it is or how it's happened or even why really but it's a, it's a concern for you in your heart you feel somehow set aside could be easily that god is just working in your life and his plan of course is not finished in you 
But if you're struggling with that sense of feeling just set aside, I want you to know this, that when they did the pottery and made the finest of pots, they took them through more than one firing, and in between them, they set them aside. It was not because they weren't of use, it's because they were special. I want you tonight, if you felt set aside, as though somehow God has overlooked you, and now there's sort of no place, no use for you. That's a terrible lie of the devil, and God wants to help you with that tonight. Why don't you come too? You come, you know that's you tonight. Please come, please come. You've just felt set aside. Like there's no place for you. Maybe others, and, and you're striving in your heart to make a place for yourself. You're wrestling so hard to try and break through and yet this frustration after frustration after frustration. God doesn't need your help to promote you. He wants you to rest in Him. His invitation has come to me, all those that are burdened and heavy laden. Take my yoke. Let me, let me just lead you and guide you and let me teach you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're here tonight, there's tremendous pressure on your life, striving and struggling to try and be good enough, struggling to be noticed, struggling to have an impact, and yet it feels like you're insignificant, you need to come tonight and say, God, I need to break down. I need that thing broken in my life. Is anyone else here tonight, God's spoken to you through the message tonight? Think of what little girl and how insignificant she was in many ways, naturally, but as far as the kingdom of God was. She caught the heart of God in a way that no other in her generation did. Years later, Jesus quoted that story, and it drove the people into a frenzy that wanted to kill him. They were so set that God was just concerned about them. You know, a lot of Christians are like that. And so they have little heart for the lost. But God's heart is for the lost. I wonder tonight if wherever you are in the place in the community, God spoke to you tonight and inspired you. You may think you're insignificant, but I want to have a great influence in that place through you. You are my voice, my mouthpiece that I would speak through. Tonight, if you have never ever just bought just that whole area of serving your life, giving your life to make God known where you are. I encourage you to do it tonight. It'd be a great first step, wouldn't it? To make your life known where you are by coming and saying, Lord, I put my life, the job, the place I have in the community, I put it into your hands. Now, Lord, I'm willing to serve you in that place and be significant for the kingdom of God. I love Sergeant's story tonight of being in Burger King and there he is, just an insignificant job at the back of the back, not even out the front. And yet, it was the most spiritually significant role in the whole of the place. The people came. They didn't just come to him because, you know, he had a position. They came because something flowed out of his life. Oh, some of you may want to have Sergeant lay hands on your life tonight and, and just to impart something into you. Of faith to believe God would use you. Would you come? Would you come tonight? Would you come? Those of you wanting Sergeant lay hands on you, just in this whole area that your life would count in the community, in the marketplace. Would you come and just stand right in front of me here? I'm going to ask Sergeant especially to lay hands on you, to believe that you could break through in that area. 
He'll pray for you and speak over your life and impart you. Just come. Just come. There's others need to come. You know, God, that's God speaking to you about that very thing. In fact, tonight, that was the thing that spoke to you, that someone just serving out the back, cooking in Burger King, could become the spiritual hub for the whole of that organization in this place. That's a great thing, isn't it? That's a great thing. I, I think you should come, and I think we're going to get Sergeant to come and lay hands on you because that's in your heart. You want to be that kind of person too. I encourage you to let him, as he lays hands on you, to believe that God will impart something to you. And if you can possibly do afterwards, just talk with him, find out more. Get to know what he did because there's more to the story than he told. Much, much more. Come on, let's flow into that song now. Be the worship sergeant when you come over here. There's people over here. All these people are here.